0: Welcome back. Thank you for hanging out with us. Once again, this is the IT in the D show. I'm your host, Bob Walton hanging out with producer and co-host extraordinaire Randy Walker. Guests this week, the guys from the my favorite con in the state of Michigan, actually in the country, because I've been to a few outside of the state. Mike and Dustin in the house from Astronomicon. We're going to be talking about Astronomicon 6.5. A little crazy story why it's at 6.5. But hey, you can find us online, itnthe.com, and do us a favor, give us a like on the socials, subscribe to us. Everywhere, fine podcasts are sold. Gentlemen, how are they treating you, man? I mean, this is like you're at D-Day. You're you're almost what five days away from from grand opening. How are you feeling right now? It's
1: it's a typical week of Astro, regardless of six, five or six or seven or whatever. Um, it's the same feelings and, and you know, the same stuff you have to get completed in your timeline.
0: I believe if I'm not mistaken, you guys were on pre astronomic on one. Am I mistaken? Or is that, am I correct? We might have to look back in the archives. I think we did two and three. Where You guys were in studio talking about it.
2: All I right. thought we were on one
1: as well. I thought we did the one before that. Born.
0: You were in studio for that.
1: uh, I mean, it's possible. We definitely did the, uh, we ran the gamut of all local podcasts and press outlets (laughs) we could. So my memory from one isn't, uh, I blacked out. That one was a blur.
0: I I can imagine. So for those that don't know, I'll get into why it's my favorite con in a minute. But um, why don't you go back to like day one when this thing was just a gleam in your daddy's eye. And uh, talk about us how uh, how this thing was born and, and how it came to be.
1: Uh, so, Justin and I, nine to five, five days a week, we both work for Twisted. Um, Twisted is a national touring band, if you will. Um, and they were invited for a few years to be guests at um, horror conventions like Walker Stalker, Days of the Dead, uh, Wizard World when it was rock around. And, shock. and so, rock, rock and Shock annually. Um, and so after a few of them, the idea was like, hey, we can do this. And I didn't. Really, no one really knew what that meant. We had a gigantic whiteboard, tons of ideas. Uh, originally, the idea was for it to be in Denver. Um, and then it just ended up playing out where it's like, hey, we're going to do a convention. And we're like, what what does that mean? And they're like, you're going to do a convention. And I remember Dustin was sitting in Paul's office. They had 20, 30 different names. And Dustin said, and it was on our list, Astronomicon. And it just, everybody lit up. We're like, yeah, that's it. And we just made sure it was not an existing convention. And that was how it got named. And um It started in February, and we figured February was good because there's nothing else going on, and it could be our own thing. We didn't compete with anybody because, you know, we are new in the space, and we want to be cool. Oh,
2: we competed with the snow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nobody thought about weather in Michigan when we planned this brief. well as michiganders go
2: in february you know we know what to expect anyway so we're just like yeah so what's the worst that could happen
0: you know i always that's yeah you're competing <laughs> with mother nature no doubt yeah. Yeah,
1: she does not like Avocado. <laughs> there's I, a
2: reason no one did guns in february
1: <laughs> yeah so our first year i mean we had a solid lineup um I knew before we even had a convention, I was like, if we're going to do this, we need like hometown Michigan people. We need pop culture people. Um, we want to be multi genre. You know, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves. Um, and, and, you know, we took some, we took some risks, but we also made sure we had our friends. We had Kane Hodder, Bill Mosley. Um, we had, who else was here? Uh, we reached out to Ming Chen. We brought in Brian. Ming
2: Chen Jackson. was our first. That was our first uh, guest ever.
1: Yeah. So Ming Chen was legit. We had booked Sid Haig and McFoley. Uh, some things fell through where they weren't able to attend. Uh, we were the first convention to bring Scott Hall and Kevin Nash together as the outsiders. Yep. Um, and, you know, we had Ryan Hurst for the first time in Michigan. And that was massive for us.
2: Who's also coming back this year. His, his mighty return. From Mike. Astro yeah. 1 to
0: Astro 6.5. Yeah. Mike, that was uh, one of my favorite con moments of all time in my, the history of my life was me and Eric Gutierrez, one of the con, one of the artists, were in the bathroom. We were peeing together, and Scott Hall just was finishing up, washed his hands, and was walking out and said, hey, yo, you two are going to have a, okay, dark a dark match catch. and turn the lights off
1: on.
2: Yes. Later, <laughs> he heard
1: about that later because his handler, uh, his handler Nick, ended up, moving up in the, the Astro world to where he really runs stuff for us. And he he's like, that was one of his favorite memories as well. He's like, I hung out outside of the bathroom waiting for Scott Hall. All of a sudden, he opens the door and turns off the <laughs> lights with 20 guys in there. And everybody was just kind of like yelling at him. So, yeah, and we wish we could have had him. I wish he was still around. Um, you know, he was a great guest. Again, one of the friends of Twisted you know, that falls in that Bill Mosley, Kane Hodder um, category.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my reason on why this is kind of my favorite con. And it's I'm gonna give it a pro wrestling analogy. And it's like Motor City Comic Con is kinda like going to see WrestleMania at Ford Field. And while you guys are like going to see ECW at like a small arena where it's like <laughs> you're getting you're getting the accessibility you're putting all the big names like next to each other not through the through the cedar point line you know the rat maze everyone's kind of talking to everyone everyone's on top of everyone um and, and i think that's what it's all about it's we're, we're it's we're it's
2: you know. a, it's big con names with uh with an intimate con feel you know
1: Indeed. Indeed. and you know what we are not The goal isn't to compete with your Grand Rapids or your Motor Cities because they're in massive uh, convention centers where you got to pay to park, where you walk through stanchions. Again, like at Cedar Point, you know, I don't want to wait two hours to meet my favorite insert guest here, right? I I also don't want to feel like it's all about the money. At Astronomicon, you can come. And just walk by and just say hi. Again, Ming Chen hangs out in front of the table where he's sharing fago and just kicking it with everybody as opposed to this corporate, you know again, like faceless nameless people just there
2: too. It's it's like a it's like herding cattle at that point. You're just like, yep, shove them in there, get your picture and go, get your autograph and go.
0: Well, nothing was worse than like you know, and I don't mean to throw him under the bus because he's old man, but Billy D. Williams, and he just would have his head down and just scribble on a on a picture that you just paid you know eighty dollars for, and you keep walking. He doesn't even say hi. Like I don't need to hear your life story. I don't even need to shake your hand. But like, like keeping your head down and not saying a word. You know, you feel like oh okay, well thanks.
2: You can be Um, a little more personable, right?
1: A little, you know. I don't like I said. I'm and we do do a pretty good. We do a pretty good job of making sure that the guests that we're bringing are those types of guests who you can stand around and talk to for a few minutes and not just get, all right, thanks, man, have a good day. Yeah, or not even get to have a good day.
0: Well, that was like the first time I ever realized that the the some of those people were actually cool was when we met Face from A Team, and he sat and was his line was a mile long, and we knew why because he was telling stories, but like. You, I'm talking about this like, what, f- almost 15 years later, how cool of an experience it was, you know, and I don't even know what he was talking. All I know, oh, my God, Mike, I got to tell you this. So I was DJing at the Post Bar Novi across the street from Motor City. Oh, wow. And I, I tell Dirk Benedict, and I said, hey, Dirk, I'm I'm DJing tonight at the club across the street. It's a great place. You, you know, you can be my VIP. And he looks at me straight in the face, and he goes, do they have single malt scotch? And I said, and I go, yeah. And he gets this like orgasmic look and like shakes a little bit. And I'm like, oh my God. So he's like, I'm staying in this room. Call me. And I didn't think nothing of it. And and all of a sudden I I told the manager and I end up calling around 11, 1130 at night. And he picks up and it's like, just shaking. And he's like, hello. And I go, hey, this is DJ Bob. I'm at the post across the street. And you just hear, I want to yell. So sorry, Randy.
1: He's like, ah.
0: Just clang up, and I go, "Yeah, he's not coming." Frankly, like, <laughs>
1: did you call at Bobcat Oldways? You
0: call? <laughs> I was <must laughs> kind of on something, but that was uh, that was a story all night. Is I, I let the whole bar down because a face isn't showing up. So, um, but see, that's again though. Those are the stories you tell for a long time when you have those moments with people. It's just like I don't think they, do they realize like the impact they have on like us normal people's lives. Like when they can do something like that, and it's like. The Scott Hall story
1: like I don't even know if they know do they I think that the. I think they all do let's start there like they all subconsciously or consciously know like that they have an effect on everybody they're there for a reason right they're there because somebody us wants to put them in front of their fan base to make their day right and you see it a lot with like yeah yeah like like, we had Trish Stratus oh, in Oh, lovely woman. Right? And March was, uh, to us, we were like, all right, dude, Kevin Smith, Jason Lee, John Lovitz, Trish Stratus. Like, our guest list was perfect. We were so excited. Um, and then Friday. There I, was
2: and then it happened there. to us.
1: And Mother Nature hates us. But Trish Stratus went home Friday, went back to the airport Saturday. Got on the plane Saturday after hanging out in the Delta Lounge and we had like multiple tickets
2: And that's an international flight that's not a domestic flight.
1: Yeah. Right. So she's in Toronto. We had three different tickets on three different planes. Like, whatever one leaves first, get on, right? We'll be fine. She ends up getting there, and all the like kids, that's how you know when it really hits home. Is like watching the guests interact with the with kids is like when, they, when the kids pop and then the celebrity pops, then you're like, yeah, they yeah. did it, right? Like watching my son interact with John Lovitz, hilarious, right? Like it was very like straight comedy, but like my kid and John Lovitz were like awkward together. It was phenomenal, right? They smiled. It was cool. We got pictures.
0: Mike, I can attest to uh, Trish Stratus. I was sitting with Ming. Um, and she was a table over or two tables over and just watching how okay. she interacted with people, even after she was like three hours of people saying God knows what to her. Mm-hmm. Um, remember this one time, um, and she was like million dollar smile, all about it, like act genuinely. Like she was so thankful and happy to be there. She floored me floored me
2: stratus she was actually one of the when we go back to talk about those those little moments you have with people we had already we last year we'd already had our bombs dropped on us of jason and kevin not being able to make it because of flights and then you know trish is delayed and then so we're waiting on her and and photo ops are done and i call i call her uh one of our uh driving staff steve and i was like he picks up the phone and i didn't know he was on speaker and i was like steve how are you and he's like dustin i'm good i was like do you have trish and i just hear in the background dustin i'm here baby we're on our way and she was right there blew my mind i was like oh you sweet sweet lady
0: so, and- Steve, Steve, and I are soccer dads. We go way back.
2: Oh, really? And That's when yeah, he's texting yeah, me he and rubbing my nose like, in
0: the proverbial shit. Uh, that Trish is in the car with him, and he knows I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah! Really, a, you dirty son of a bitch! I hate your guts.
2: Oh, he was so yeah. excited, and I was excited for him. Oh, I was yeah. like, you know what? Trish Stratus loves yeah. Steve. Oh, yeah.
1: She was like, oh, you could just take me everywhere.
2: hundred percent they bonded. And and that's good. Like if, if you don't have that, at least down to earth connection and know why you are where you are, or, you know, how you got to this point in your career, you're, yeah. you're it, it, it's not, we don't, we don't really want that type of person. We want to set that precedence of people are here for a reason. They're here to make the experience. They're here because they know in fandom or whatever it is that, you know, the fans are here for you. And that's, uh, she was one of those ones that knew it and completely took the time with everybody that she could. And on the limited time that she had and just made it made everybody's day.
0: So I need to ask the question to you guys. And I, sometimes I ask our hard questions and this one might be a little difficult, but like we, we reminisce once in a while. And I said, remember when you used to be able to go to a con for 200 bucks and you know, Twenty was getting in the door, and you'd buy a couple vintage toys and books, mm-hmm. and you'd have five twenty-dollar bills, and you'd get five autographs and five pictures. Oh yeah! And it wasn't that long ago when that happened, and I don't know who set the market. And obviously, it's not you guys, but the market got crazy expensive really I fast. I feel
1: like I I'm not going to say it was the that Marvel Cinematic Universe, but that to me crushed. was when I noticed that Ace Comic-Con was only bringing in 7 to 10 guests but their 7 to 10 guests were Chris Evans, Hemsworth and they're like VIP packages are just 500 bucks. It's like, "Oh, so you get an autograph, a picture, access to the convention, the panels and it's 500 bucks and I'm really only just going for Captain America?" Okay. I mean, it's not bad. If that's what you're into, Right, like me, um, I'm a little bit more selective in, in who I want to meet. Right, and that's why Astronomicon is so multi-genre. I don't do the horror stuff the way Dustin and Jamie and Paul and George do. I'm like the wrestling guy. I'm like, ooh, we can get Booker T. All right, we got to do that. Ooh, AEW is really starting to be a thing. Let's bring in Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Like, I keep my ear to the wrestling world. Plus it's something I've loved for 20 years, right? Like probably longer. So it's like, I still think about like, who's not price wise going to break the bank because like that does matter. Right. And that's one of the things we like, you don't pay for parking. You still, to this day, after almost seven shows, you don't have to pay to park at our event. Granted the parking lot sucked last year. Because of a bunch of tractor trailers
2: tractor like- trailers snow and um, inability to have common sense while parking and driving
1: fair but like that's something that matters to me right like everywhere you go you get nickeled and dime right so the few things that we can save we try to um you know our VIP packages we try to include parties and panels or concerts or whatever not to mention the merch so like and again, you're really just paying for all the stuff that we give you. Um, but you know, we, we try to make it more than just a convention, right? It's like the whole experience. That's why there's all the free photo ops, where it's like the pop box or the props or the wing demon angel thing or you know the cosplayers that we bring in specific. Um, you know, it's
2: most like most you do, for your buck, money. if you will. If you come here, that like we have as many free events, free just attractions that you could do to so you're not just like, oh, everything everything is a receipt. Everything I touch or look at is a receipt right now. Like you're just gonna get to the end of the door and they're gonna be like, well, here's your bill. Pay that before you go out.
0: You're <laughs> right. I mean, but that's the thing though. Like I'm old enough for like, you know, not pre internet, but pre you could buy everything online. You know, where I used to go to the book, you know, the toy shows and the you know comic book shows. And then all of a sudden, when you could buy everything that you needed online, it was all about the celebrity because you couldn't get that online. You can't have that handshake and that autograph. You, you know what I mean? It's the experience. yeah, you yeah. can't buy that. So that was like, I can buy the Millennium Falcon vintage online tomorrow. You know what I mean? That right. what's so special in that? But I can't shake Trish Stratus's hand and take a selfie with her. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think they've all morphed. You can't even, they, they don't even justify being called comic cons anymore. These are like pop culture.
2: I mean, you know. bow it. down, bow down to the master where it came from. Yes. The comic con started at all for any of the cons, but yeah, it, it absolutely snowballed into something that's more than just comic cons. It's, it's fandom. It's, it's, it's bringing, it's bringing, the, the characters or the celebrities or whatever you want to call them to the fans.
1: So I got to, and obviously like I buy vintage toys, right? So I collect real ghostbusters, Ninja turtles from the eighties and, um, a little bit of Batman, right? I went, I go to every convention in Michigan. I make sure I look for vintage toys and there was nothing. I literally left buying nothing at the last convention I went to last month. And I all we did was meet um, George Feeney, right? We met Mr. Feeney.
2: Uh, boy Meets um, World. Anything Boy Meets boy World. Meets this right. guy is going to travel to the ends of the earth
1: for. So, so, so we we met Mr. Feeney. We got our photo op, and and that was it. Like, and it was great because I didn't have to spend any money. Because I'm like, okay, there is everything is either vastly overpriced or because again, you can just go to eBay, like you yeah. said. I can stand in front of the toy. I can say, oh, that seems high. I can search it on online, Facebook, Marketplace, or eBay, or what have you, and probably find it cheaper or in the same mm-hmm. price range, and it's not a, it's not of the impulse. Like, oh, I'm never going to see it again. Well, that's not true. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got to tell a quick story, then we'll jump into the, the guest line of this year, because you guys are, you know, for for doing a half show, you guys loaded this one up, too. Um, I went to Philly um, this past summer with with my best friend. We just wanted to go eat. So we're like, let's go eat cheesesteaks, and I go Red Bank's an hour and a half away, and uh, I hollered at Ming's buddy Mike Zapsick, and I said, "You're gonna be in Red Bank on Saturday." I says, "We'll come up and see you." So we go, we go to the secret stash, which was like, you know, totally I was totally like a little kid, marking out and standing in front of the stash. Oh yeah. And then uh, Mike's like, "You know, Kevin's here," and I go, "What do you mean Kevin's here?" And uh, out comes Kevin Smith, shook my hand, hung oh, out, took pictures. Told stories. Was t- you know, we talked about podcasting and how I met my, Ming and Mike at the at the um, Gibraltar Trade Center when there was a gun show going on. Um, so that's an <laughs> it ended awesome up, story. Like, yeah, yeah. So like literally driving home with a smile. Of, you know, and Jay was there too. Uh, but it was uh, totally cool. But the fact that you, you know, he he doesn't come here. I I think I saw him do a night with Kevin Smith at the Windsor Comic Con going back I think fifteen ish years.
1: No, Windsor Comic Con was
0: when he maybe it was ten. This COVID thing messes up yeah, my cal- my internal.
2: Cal- oh yeah, there's like three years that are just off the plate there. Right? Yeah, it
1: was like, 20, it was like 2013 to 15. Somewhere but I month. mean,
0: he talked for four hours and didn't take a breath. And he,
1: but he also didn't meet any fans. No,
0: he didn't. It was just we just got.
1: That was before he was meeting fans, and like we went and saw him. Dustin, you, me, oh, yeah. George went and saw him. Uh, at the it was at the Fillmore, uh, Detroit Free Press. It was like a Detroit Free Press film yep. festival, yeah. and they were like the headliners, right? And the same thing—you couldn't meet them. You're just watching the panel for two and a half hours, which was hilarious.
2: Because he's a talker. That he wants like- to. He wants to connect with with any fan. If you're a fan, he wants to connect. He'll sit there and talk with you all day, every day. Because that's just he's how he's just that kind of guy. He's he's.
0: I didn't realize the Personable. Quick Stop was a functional store to this day, and uh, we ended up driving to the Quick Stop. It was right around the corner. End up buying a couple bags of Funyuns in a in a Smart Water. Took my picture out in front of it, and I'm like, I can't believe, it. just dude working behind the clerk behind the counter. Like, you know, how many idiots like me like go take a picture in front of that thing, you know? But uh, you know, part of the experience. I'm like, I, you know, people are like you weren't really there i'm like it's really a store it's actually a functioning you know um so what is so kevin's coming jay i mean you have the entire view ask you crew pretty much coming in muse um you got kevin smith's daughter you have um
1: his wife is coming for her first
0: ever. oh geez like and jeremy london from mall Rants. i got a we got a drop from him by the way he goes how did i go from hot floridian sex with brandy spinning to the it and the d show phenomenal one of my favorite drops of all time we got trevor uh from clerks two and three um you got oh my god Marilyn, who's the uh 37 in a row like dude, dude, seriously you, you got like it's a, this is a stacked, and I'm not. We'll, we'll just get it. We'll get into everybody else, but just for just for the the clerk, small rats crowd. I mean, this is fanboy central,
1: hundred percent. And like for me, right? Like Ming has been to Astro since its inception, and I said it. I'll say after year one, right? We did year one. It happened. We knew we were onto something, and I'm like, in my. Again, there's differences in age. Stanley will always be Stanley, yeah. right? But in 2018, his health was declining. We knew we were never going to get him. I'm like, if we ever get Kevin Smith, we'll know we're not on some bullshit, right? Like it would solidify our place in Michigan convention community, yeah. right? And so it has legitimately been like, Borderline white whale, along with Freddy Krueger and Cassandra Peterson, and some other people that we hope to acknowledge have like, us. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and, and so we go through 2020 and we get clerks. We're the first ones to ever have Jeff Anderson and Brian together. And it was that was like, his first con, you know, bro. Ever, yeah. ever. ever. And so he left being like, This is what I'm missing. Oh, I would do this again were the first convention to ever have him come as a second time and now clearly the first to have him come for a third time.
2: Jeff Anderson, um, that's, that's another time. funny story. When he first came out to his first convention, I don't judge, people don't like to, you know, be around people people aren't really as extroverted as some of us are. And and he didn't he didn't really seem like he wanted to talk to anybody to flash forward to Uh, The last time I saw Jeff and he comes up and he's like, Justin, what's up, my man? Gives me a hug. And I'm like, how the tables have turned, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so knowing that we've stacked all these people over the years, going out of 2020, I'm like, all right, they just announced Kevin's going to do Horror Hound. We have a shot. Reach out to the agent. COVID. And we're like, oh, shit, COVID. All right, coming out of COVID, we schedule. they're doing Clerks 3. We're like, well, let's have Jay. And we had Shannon Elizabeth. And we're like, all right, this will work for the reboot that had already happened. And Jay cancels. And so I'm like, ah, so that's Astro 4. Astro 5, nobody was available. And Astro 6, we're like, let's just try it. Kevin's available. Then Jason Lee becomes available. So we just, Again, I'm like, this is my dream and my goal is to get him to our event because it, it solidifies us, right? He he gives us validity, and then the weather, <laughs> and i and Ming is with us, and I'm like, Ming, the universe does not want me to beat Kevin. It really stash. doesn't. Yeah. Every time he's in Michigan, anytime he's at the stash, literally, I'm like in the other. I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Florida. I'm like,
0: Geez. they're almost booked a year out. I think at least.
1: So it's like, and I was like, it's just not meant to be. And to Kevin's credit, to his agents and, and her staff and the people on site here during that snowstorm in March, We tried a hundred
2: percent there. There was not a stone unturned to try to get him here or try to find a solution to be like, nope. well, he can only come in and it's just for two hours, but he's going to meet everybody that like, there's nothing more we could have done to try to get him in.
1: We even bought plane tickets for Sunday. He was going to cancel his event at his own cinema on Sunday to come see us. And the plane ticket was like stupid uh, money, like three times what right. it should have cost. And Delta canceled the flight. They're like too
2: many The to flight was like, there. Like, it was got. But no, they they the canceled, canceled like. like
1: immediately uh, so we tried and I'm like, all right. And he you know, made a video, was like, hey, guys, I will make it up to you. And so we immediately were like, we don't want to wait a year because a lot can happen in a year.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, he's not available yeah. next year. And then you got to wait two years. And so that leads us to like, let's do Astro Six Point Five. And I tried to get everybody back, right? I tried to get Ethan mm-hmm. Suppley back. I tried to get Joel Lauren Adams back. Like, I wanted all that and Kevin. And then you know, Jen became available, so she's doing her first convention. Um, we're bringing in Marilyn's never awesome. been to Astronomicon, right? So some of the Mallrats people have never been to our event. So we're trying to still be true to us and bring in some new people, but still have the core. And so for Kevin Smith to go on Twitter and say that our convention is the real life version of his chronic con. Yeah. It's over. It's over. It's the biggest compliment. He created his own convention in the reboot and called our convention oh, that. Like, oh, I, think that was well,
0: the, I think that was because of the smell, Mike. I think that was that tugs that. to my
2: heartstrings right there. My friend, that's, no, gay. it's that it's, it's up gay. it's up here. See, you gotta point down there. You mean you mean this way. No, you're pointing the wrong way. You're pointing you're pointing someone else. Oh on my screen,
1: you're
2: hey, over hey, here. I, I feel like I feel like once I actually meet Kevin when he's there, it's gonna be almost like that Eminem's uh Christmas commercial where they meet Santa Claus and it's like he does exist I'm i really do exist thing. and we no, both pass out
0: real to me at all like you think about that you you've only known him from tv for you know what i mean they don't right. it doesn't feel real it,
2: it doesn't bizarre. feel real all i know is someone has talked to you and we have we have talked to get you in but it has never happened are, do you really exist kevin are you a real person we're gonna find out in a, before, about four, five go,
0: days. Before I go any further, I have to give you guys accolades. I don't know how you handle Facebook for Astronomicon. You guys are saints. You guys are patient. The amount of questions, because here's the thing. This is an IT and the D tradition. If somebody would post online, what time is your event? I would literally take a screenshot, put it in MS Paint, put a big red letter on where you can find it online, and that, that would be my reply. Mm-hmm. Um, I was such a snarky dick if you would ask like,
2: saved what replies are a good thing my friend just like well you know what click there you go
0: but i see these questions and i knew my my blood pressure would be through the roof and you guys are so polite about it and i'm like i it, it, like it can't be you it's probably like an intern i'm like just don't oh no like, wow. oh
2: no my friend there there is two people that do it and normally it's that guy I I'll, I'll do some things. Mind. I do moderation of like uh, cleaning up the cleaning up the chat and whatnot. But when it comes to answering stuff, it's that guy. So
0: you're you're a saint. You, you yeah you you somebody owes you upstairs or downstairs for the sainthood that you're performing. Oh, either way.
1: So oh, there's a fun thing in in our world outside of Astro, Dustin, George, Jamie, Paul, everyone who works with us. This guy. Is known as sort of a dick, sort of kind of kind of sort an asshole. of? and then you meet the on. astronomicon.
2: Oh. Astro Mike is Ast- a different mic than regular Mike,
1: hundred percent. So it's a different, but it's also a different. You're dealing with different people, right? If I deal Dustin every day, yeah, I'm a dick because it's just frustrating. These people don't. I don't. They don't. I don't know them. They don't know me. I can just be like, oh. You're
2: well, it, Mike, Mike, to your chagrin, uh, Astro Dustin is different than regular Dustin. Not by much. Also true. But I clean it
1: up. <laughs> I
2: clean it up for the Astro crowd. So,
1: uh, yeah, but yes, yeah, so, but and realistically, like again, I look at Astronomicon as being an all ages, family friendly event, and I treat everyone there where I would expect to be treated
2: until you walk by Peter Dante's table. <laughs> Oh go on. It's it's so funny because I I know I know this is only audio, but we can see each other, so I'm just making faces, right. and I'm like, it's not going to play in audio. Oh, the sarcasm is real.
1: Um, Peter Dante is another one that like we fell into. Love him, game. love and him. He is the he is the so there's probably three people that make Astro every year. Ming Chen, Dustin. Mm-hmm.
0: My liver is thanking God. Ming can't make six point five. I'm just being candid.
2: I can, and I can, I can uh, fill in for Ming's spot, if you will.
0: I, I take them to. I took Ming and Mike to Ham Hamtramck once. They've never been, and we went and ate at Polish Village, and then we went to Whiskey in a Jar. And our picture, you saw the bartenders were fanboys, went crazy. Put a bottle of peppermint schnapps and a bottle of Yeji on our table. Ooh. And uh, put, are basically printed a picture and then we all signed it and then they put it on the wall. So like literally, our with Ming and Mike and me and uh, a couple other people that were hanging around are, are still on the wall at Whiskey in a Jar. So every time Ming comes in, we got to take him to Hamtown. Hell yeah! Uh, so now I don't, you know, now I don't have anyone to take, you know. So we'll have to work something out to take a group of, uh, down there. So
2: come on, Mike, we're gonna go down and pop your ham trammicks. <laughs> I
0: don't have time <laughs> so I am I have to admit I don't I don't fanboy too much not after I did the um Tommy Dreamer ECW reunion um around five six years ago my buddy Mark's bachelor party Rhino versus Rob Van Dam in the main event and Rhino took me backstage got me uh basically hanging out with everybody so I I don't fanboy much but I am uh, I did buy my black uh hockey goalie hel- uh, helmet for demolition this weekend Ooh. And I did buy my top hat for Buff Bagwell. Even though I met Bagwell at the Kobo show for XICW that I got to uh ring that I got to do the uh play by play for, um, I never got the top hat. So um I got Al Snow's head, so I'm finally accumulating the last few pieces of uh
2: Can um, I ask you both? Both of you as wrestling fans, me yes, I, I watched during Attitude Era, but I, I haven't I haven't been into the wrestling scene for probably you know 15 20 years is it i mean i know i'm a big person but you're also but we're all big people yeah when you meet these wrestlers do you find that most of them are smaller looking than they no. appear
0: when i met i got to meet animal and animal's legit six foot four and if you look at him on tv because hawk was six seven yeah so you thought he was like six foot hawk was like i got pictures with everybody billy gunn's bigger than me um you know i hang out with rhino he's about he's about my size um I, most of them
1: he's yeah. yeah he is a like, like that's the other thing is it's you don't notice how badass or ripped or, or muscly they are when they're wearing normal clothes but like when the boogeyman is an oh, Astro, boogeyman is he is in solid i'm like Dear Lord, like this man is like a bouncer.
0: Right. Right? I took out I took out little Guido once to a bar on Gr- on Grashit, and I, I've eaten sandwiches bigger than little Guido. But I'm just saying, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like when we had uh, we had tiny Lister, may he rest yeah, yeah. in peace. But when that man He's stood up and that voice came out, I'm like, oh my, like like he dwarfed me as a normal man. He about my he was about my, I was he was like, about
0: oh, my height. I got a picture with him. Um, the best part about that picture, I uh it's a Lake Titty Kaka nineteen seventy-three Motorboat Champion t shirt, and I'm <laughs> shaking hands. I'm shaking hands with Zeus wearing this stupid t shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> um That's amazing. I'm, uh, I'm like I'm looking at like all the stuff going on and like I'm I'm completely gonna fanboy out again. I uh I can't wait to hang out and uh you know, and to go see uh, one of the guys that grew up with, Dave Santia. As I'm talking, his uh, Flash Gordon paintings are sitting right to my left on the wall.
2: And Sign Dave Santia right. is a, is an Astro uh, alumni. He's he's yeah, been yeah. around for a few of them. So
0: it's uh, my best friend's cousin. I have grew up with him since oh. we were little kids. So yeah,
1: yeah, small world. And that's another thing that we do that no other conventions hip to. Like you are all missing out. Attention, convention promoters of Michigan. Not having Dave Santee at your event is a disservice to your fans. It's a
2: thing. It's very entertaining to watch, and it's actually very quick. Like, when it, when he says speed painter, like, I don't think you understand. Like, it's quick, and it it's damn good. Like, the paintings he actually comes up with, especially because it's upside down, you know, he spins it around, and then if you've never seen it before, spoiler alert, so uh, I got
1: the Flash Check Gordon out online. I got the Dave santia's Art and yep. Soul on Facebook will blow your mind.
0: I um I paid way too much for the it's actually not I, I should have paid more but the Flash Gordon signed by it was painted in front of Flash Gordon signed by Flash Gordon with Flash Gordon music in the background. Um and I didn't buy the Darth Vader signed by David Prouse which was like the OG in the suit Darth Vader. Um, and I didn't, and that's my biggest regret, not buying that for, I think he went for like obscenely cheap for Dave's prices. You know,
1: I own two days. Okay. Is that
2: out of happenstance? No, you that's two. You bought yourself.
1: I, yeah, I was like, this is what I'm doing for me. Like I felt, I was like, this is something again there. Um, I look at what we do at Astronomicon both as a team and a personal victory, right? Celebrating our successes. So I purchased the Clerks dual painting of Jeff and Brian, and it is in my basement. And then, again, my successes, even if I don't know or care – I also own the Corey Taylor.
2: And they were both wrapped with uh, divorce papers, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the Corey Taylor's actually still at my... house. It yes. like, oh, <laughs> is, yes! Uh.
0: This is how I knew I married the right woman, because I told her what, what I paid for it. And she just looks at me and she goes, we can make more money. Like, she got she got it. You can't buy it. Money can always be made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my my top five favorite wrestler of all time, R V D is gonna be there. I do have a I do have a Singapore cane signed by him and Sabu on the same cane. And I'm trying to was an
1: Astro Six
2: alum. Uh
1: yeah. We just Boom. Had, yeah, we just had Sabu. Yeah. And RVD is one that I've been trying to get for a couple of years. And thankfully, the right people reached out and we talked and we were able to get them there. And I'm so excited. Because again, we love bringing Michigan people home. Like He is as Michigan as oh, yeah. it gets.
2: He says, Michigan he is better made, made, made than Fago, right?
0: I, I got to meet him in Philly when I was talking about going to the Rhino show, and he wrestled Rob Van Dam, and we go to Tony Luke's to eat a cheesesteak after the show. RVD comes in, remembered me, sat down next to me. We ate a cheesesteak. Again, you remember this crap for the rest of your life, and yeah, it yeah. seems ridiculous. But I think that's the biggest thing, and I'll end on this, is I remember going to a ball game with Rhino, but Tigers game, opening day. And, uh, you know, effing Rhino fist pump and, you know, hooting, you know, all that's crap. And I go, when does it get old? And he goes, oh, the fist pumps and the effing Rhino never gets old. You know, it gets old. Remember that one time at Walmart in 97 when I said hey to you and, you know, he goes and I got to pretend that I remember. I can't say I don't remember, but like why? he goes, the fact that people do it, you know. And then I think about it going.
1: But that's awesome of him because while he doesn't remember that could have made someone absolutely
2: bite. the Even friend will it. remember for sure but th- there's so many thousands of those different stories i remember bringing uh mick foley when i picked him up and he's like hey man can we stop by walmart i need to get a couple of things okay and he he's just like yeah just pull up pull up right here in the front i'll just walk in real quick yeah. and he walks in comes out and as he's coming out there's a dude and he's like Hey Mick, can I get a picture? And he's like, Yeah, come on, come on, let's get a picture. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: I got to that pick made
2: up that guy day.
0: From, I got to pick up Carlito from the airport when he wrestled for eye. Wow! And, uh, That's cool. All he wanted to go to Qdoba, and all we talked about was horror flicks and fantasy football. Like, oh,
1: yeah. you know,
0: and it was like, it, and you look at it, that guy's like literally one of the last remaining legends, like Walking Legends. His dad was the Hulk Hogan of Puerto Rico, one of the you know.
1: So here's here's a fun fact, me. George, Dustin, are the top three people who spend the least amount of time with all of the guests. Sure. Like, if you're a driver or a handler, you're spending the most oh, yeah. time with these people. Some of them, I've never wow. met. We had Walter Phelan, Richard Brake. We had Richard Brake twice. I've,
2: I've spoken him. two words to Richard Brake. <laughs> That's about it.
1: Because it's like, it's like you, if you don't sure. have a, yeah, if you don't have a reason to, like, go to them or interact with them or get them something or or, or make sure that they're doing well, why? I'm not going to bother no. them, right? They're not here for me. So, there's yeah, there's a few that I
2: never we're, we're there to make sure that the convention runs good. As long as you're doing good, I, I can go by and look at my person that's there with them. Hey, you guys good? Absolutely. Okay, that's it. That's all I need.
1: And, like, I'm really excited we're bringing Lita back.
2: Oh, uh, Lita was Lita was good. The first time I met. Can can I actually switch gears here because we haven't said this, but I feel as a horror person, you said you said yourself, I'm the horror guy. We have Heather Lane Camp.
0: Uh, wait, the, horror, the horror guy? Did he say or the horror guy?
2: Horror, H O R R O R, horror guy. I know every time I, it, I I say horror, it sounds like I'm saying a whore, but I'm not. Uh, Heather Langenkamp and Tom think, Savini, I'm like, the guy. whoosh. I've met Heather one time as a fan. This was like 2012 uh, at, uh, I want to say it was like a Monster Mania or something like that in uh, in Huntsville. But she was sweet. But Tom Savini, I have been a fan of his forever. Uh, obviously, he did the original Friday the 13th makeup. He's done some things. Mm-hmm in in that horror world as far as special effects go i i'm super excited to meet him we got two legends i know the wrestling is there i know the pop culture is there but let us horror fans get uh, a little bit of our uh fanboy on
0: i was uh i i'm ashamed of myself at uh, astro six i was sitting in with rhino for a while catching up i haven't talked to him in a while and uh Pinhead was sitting right next to me, and I, I think I'm in like 40 fan pictures because I didn't move, and like I didn't realize I was in it until people were calling me out on on uh, social, going, "How many people, you know, got Bob in the background of their freaking 50 We Got the pinhead- Bob
2: and Doug pick,
0: <laughs> right? Um,
2: yeah, Doug Bradley's a great guest. I would have him. Every- honestly, honestly, him, him, and his his management team. Super, super, just awesome to work with. Like,
0: but I think it's a reflection on you all and how you treat them too, right? Because like everyone, like a, every single person, there's no one's ever been a butthole. Like I can count on ten hands on other cons where people have been just outright buttholes. And uh you, I can you know, count like, two buttholes that
2: we've had in our seven years. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call them don't out know, by name. Don't know.
0: I will not ask you.
2: Never, never would I call them out by their name, but I could say two buttholes. And even in the sense of me saying you were a butthole, that is more based on the all of our experiences. Like, so were you really a butthole or were you just, uh, just a slight bit more difficult to work with?
1: Right. So we have been told because all of the people, like all the fans talk, all the promoters talk, right? And so when we wanted to book a guest, we would ask a couple of our friendly promoters like, hey, Days of the Dead, how did this person do? Oof, They're a handful. And we find that other people think guests could be a handful and we don't have an issue. And maybe it's how we handle them or what we do differently or how we learn from others' mistakes. But like any of the two or three that I could think were a handful, none of the fans complained.
2: And that's the best part is is that as long as the fans are getting that good experience, that's, that's what matters. I don't, you can be an asshole to me behind closed curtains all you want. That's fine. I'll take that beating all day. As long as you're not on the, if you're on the floor being asshole to fans and stuff, I will be the one that's going to come up and be like, Hey man, like, I, can we go into the green room? We need to talk for a second. You you you're being a little much, but I've never had to do that because it's never come to that,
0: you know? I think there's that 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 green smoke that's flowing, I think it makes everybody a little bit happier than they normally would be.
2: Well, um. you know, there there there's only so many things I can do to elevate the mood at Astronomicon, but I know it's always a good mood.
0: Hey, I could talk to you guys all night about this stuff, but we got to cut you loose. Um, Mike and Dustin, Astronomicon. Find them online, astronomicon.com. June 24th, June 25th, Burton Manor, Livonia, Michigan. Gentlemen, I'll look forward to I'll see you uh, Saturday.
2: Thank um, you so much, brother. You got
1: it. Yeah. Thanks for having no, me. No,
0: anytime, and Love you guys, and uh, see you this weekend. Uh, we're going to wrap things up for episode 458. On behalf of Bob and Randy, do us all a favor. Drink up your drinks. Get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. You just got to get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it.